the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a first half it's been in the three o'clock games. It was quite the eventful afternoon in the early game as well. Lots happening up and down the country today. We're back underway at some of the games. No changes, for instance. Uh, in the game at Tannadice, Dundee United won St Mirren nil at the break A potentially massive uh, result there No changes uh, at the interval Ange Postacoglu doesn't tend to hang around Gabriel, is there any any sign of anything at half-time? No, nothing yet Gordon um, You would expect that he might make changes If nothing happens yet That injury to Rayo Hatate is massive for him And don't forget that uh, Iwata as well Not in the squad He quite often will come on and allows uh, Callum McGregor to push forward later on in games. Greg Taylor is actually out just now uh, doing a solo warm-up, just making sure he's going to be ready for the second 45. Uh, perhaps, you know, we know he's not in the Scotland squad. He is playing through an injury, maybe. But no, Celtic just doing their usual thing at half-time. I'll let you know if there are any changes, but a huge 45 for the hoops if they want to maintain that nine-point lead at the top of the table. Well, if the score stayed that way, you know, it would be the shock result of the season, bar none. Ten man Hibs, one up at Celtic Park. I said when Hibs scored, it had the look of a daft day about it. Hatati going off early. Hibs reduced to ten men with a red card. Hibs take the lead after a monumental blunder by the king of monumental blunders at Celtic, Carl Starfelt. Uh, and now... What is other monumental blunders, just out of curiosity? He's, he's forever... Forever there'll be one that springs to mind. In the cup final, you had a fresh air swipe at the ball that almost let Rangers in for an equaliser. Almost conceding a goal is now considered a monumental well, I, I, blunder. Yeah, he is a poor player. In my estimation, he That's is fair. a poor player. I, I wouldn't ask you to change your opinion, just and testing it. Uh, as I say, in the era of VAR and cameras all over the place, how on earth do you think you can run around the penalty area holding an opponent shut and not be penalised for it? It was a penalty awarded for stupidity. A couple of weeks ago, Celtic were one down against ten men away at St Mirren. And it finished 5-1 Gordon mm. Now eventually Because this is the way it works Eventually they, they won't get it right every time Because you just can't Eventually your your If it's your luck or your run It just It comes to an end But right now Ange Postacoglu will be full of confidence That he's shown that they can bounce back From these types of things 100% Hibs uh, will come out with the same game plan There's no doubt um, Postacoglu will tweet one or two things in that dressing And probably have a few Angry words with one or two to up their game. Maybe the same what Michael Beale had a chat with his Rangers players this afternoon at Fur Park. They come out different, different pace, different tempo. I see, I see Celtic come now, and I would still be very confident they'll pick up three points. I totally understand. There's days where you look, Hatati gets injured. They've missed a few chances. Starfelt gives away the. I don't know what he's thinking about. Apparently, Hibbs get a man sent off. But I just think there's too much, especially at Parkhead, too much quality for Celtic to lose us. Greg Taylor's an interesting one. He did look to be carrying that injury that both Steve mm-hmm. Clark and Hans Postacoglu have spoken about. Gabriel says he's back out trying. I just wonder if he comes off, is it a straight leg for leg with Burnaby or does O get thrown on? Any changes, Gabriel? No, Gordon. Greg Taylor is still out here. He was actually speaking to Alexandra Burnaby a few minutes earlier. Perhaps that is something we might see 
after 15. Taylor does look like he's a little bit uncomfortable, but other than that, it is the same 11 that went in uh, before the break. Hibbs making them wait here. I'll give you a quick run through of the Celtic team once again. It's Hart in goal, Johnson right back, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Stahlfeldt in centre-half with Taylor left back. Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly midfield joined by David Turnbull, a substitute, early substitute for Rayo Hatate. Dazen Maida, Kyogo and Jota, the front three. Hibernian coming back out as well. Now, doesn't look like there are any changes for them. They're going to continue in this sort of 5-4-0 formation. Uh, Campbell, the most advanced midfielder, he's the one that's put them in front and it has worked for them at the moment. You've got to say the Hibernian shape, despite the chance they've given up, is working. They're 1-0 up with 10 men here at Parkhead. A huge second 45 coming up and it could have a big impact not only on Hibernian season but on the title race as well. Referee Stephen McLean puts his whistle to his mouth. Josh Campbell over the ball and we are about to get underway here at Parkhead. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024. Well, everywhere you look, it's all set up for quite the afternoon because either Celtic are going to do what they usually do and storm back to win this, or we're going to see them drop points at home for the first time in what feels like an eternity. And then you would have to acknowledge the existence of some sort of title race. You look at Pitodri, Hugh Keevans. Again, is there going to be a miraculous fight back from Hearts? Or does this somehow get even worse for them? And as we've said already, Dundee United winning down at the bottom, Kelly winning down at the bottom. What a day. I think I can guarantee you that Hearts will not come back sufficiently well to get anything out of that game. They are nine goals against in two and a half matches now. And it's gone pear-shaped for Robbie Nielsen. Um, Livingston... The marvellous Livingston, the marvellous Davy Martindale, the story just goes on. Uh, and that's a terrific half-time scoreline for them. Uh, Dundee United claimed that one-goal lead and well done to them. Uh, but all eyes on Celtic Park. Uh, if the, the lead is six after today and there are two old firm games to be played, then of course the league title race is back on again. You... you could not say anything other than that Celtic have to find two goals from somewhere in the second half and I suspect they'll be found by bringing on Abada Haksabanovic and O If it stays like this Gordon it will tighten up at the top it'll tighten up in the race for Europe and it'll tighten up in the fight for survival this could be arguably the most momentous afternoon of the Premiership season Yet there's a long way to go Gordon DL 45 minutes plus yeah, um, and I think it'll be a long 45 minute plus for everyone concerned with Thibs. I still, especially at Celtic Park, with the firepower, with the substitutions, I still think Celtic have got enough to turn this round. Dukes had an effort from 30 yards, going for his hat-trick, pushed over by Xander Clark. Robert Snodgrass then clean through, but he drags the shot wide. Um, Hearts would be looking for at least something to get a foothold early on, but they are 3-0 down, incredible. I wonder what Robbie Nielsen's team talk was like. Bonnie Regros, Nelly's Fife one, Alan Troughton. What is absolutely remarkable is that game apparently is in the 57th minute. Um, and we've only just restarted at Celtic Park. That yeah, kind of we'll shows you the, the VAR impact. We'll need to delay the open line to get the final whistle at Celtic Park. That eight minutes added at the end of that incredible first half. We were at ten past four before the second half kicked off. So if they add another eight mm. minutes at the end of the second half, it will be nearly home time. That just means even less time on the teaser, Hugh. So let's not hang around. Okay. 
The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Lewis Morgan and Sonia Luco. I have been managed by Dick Campbell and Craig Brown. I have only ever played in one country and I won the only major domestic cup final I was involved in. Who am I? So, played alongside Lewis Morgan and Sonia Luco, managed by Dick Campbell and Craig Brown, played in one country, won the only major cup final I was involved in. Who am I? Great question. At Clyde SSB, send your answer in. Gordon Dale is writing one down. And I'm going to do that thing that you hate, Gordon. I'm taking it away from you. If you've got that right, you've seen Hugh's bit of paper. There's no way you're getting it that quick. Has he got it right, Hugh? He's got it. Nah, man, I refuse to believe it. I can, I'll, I'll put, fill the jigsaw in for you. No, don't, because you give it away. Incredible. How, how, tell me, how could I see Hugh's bit of paper? I, I left, all kidding aside. I left, because see, I've got a secret to tell you. What? Look at him, look at the face. I've what, done look at that face. What's the secret? I had the questions in the office. And what I did let, you? Oh, he's the sound surprise. <laughs> look at the look at Roger. Look, look at this guy. He is a this professional is, liar. This is total news to me. Producers Chris and Michael came into the studio just before we went on air tonight and said, "By the way, here's your teaser. You left that sitting at the table that the pundits were at. So do not start me." That, see that, Roger? I'm telling. There's no credit whatsoever goes. Look into his it. face, Roger. Look. <laughs> You can't even deny it anymore <laughs> Shameless Absolutely <laughs> shameless Anyway You know producer Michael caught him and when, he, when he was bent over the sheet And he pretended he's back had gone <laughs> Oh he said Michael on my back On my back uh, I went too quick there I said that Exactly five, That's suspense As if you could produce that answer in five seconds To be fair now I know the answer It is very easy oh, yeah, Join the doors that. Um, another quick Hughes going yeah he's got it he's got it another handball <laughs> check at Celtic Park it was dismissed so on we go um, VAR check for oh we've now got a penalty to Celtic at Celtic Park Carter Vickers the man who was on the receiving end of the challenge uh, that got the red card for Hibs he's been pushed over in the box from a corner so it's all about defenders But here's the thing Getting a bit too much of each other The best penalty taker at Celtic Park's not on the park Aaron Moy mm. that's, that's So brilliant. who would take the penalty? McGregor? Well we'll find out um, Yeah because you would have thought maybe even Hattati would have been the type that would step Hattati up Hattati would be yeah. the next one who to step up Who are you looking up? at now? McGregor? Kyogo? I think Kyogo If you get 26 goals for the I, season I think if you're a skipper you stand the up skipper's there. taking a couple Did he miss his last one? Where have I got that from? Did he hit the post or something? What about Turnbull? Turnbull's a good striker yeah. at a ball. Turnbull does take penalties indeed. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, did, I feel like Callum McGregor missed one at some point, but he's, uh, it's Jota. Jota that's going to take it. <laughs> he's the only one we never said. Oh, he is indeed, yeah. Jota, and what a big penalty it's going to be, because this could change everything. Um, and it's Paul Hanlon, would you believe? It's the guy who was in the receiving end. Defenders never seem to be learning their lesson, it would appear. And Jota steps up. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Squeezes it under David Marshall. Jota with the penalty and Celtic are level against 10 man Hibs. You cannot argue with the decision if you criticise Carl Starfield for folly in the box, manhandling mm. Paul Hanlon. You have to criticise Paul Hanlon for folly in the box, manhandling mm. Cameron Carter Vickers. And by the way, it didn't get given 
after a VAR check no. the referee identified it at the time uh, and pointed to the spot I think the referee you know we need more referees to be sure of themselves the referee was right on top of it it's a clear straightforward penalty kick and it just gives the award uh, you want to answer that here? that's the Nokia <laughs> <laughs> He was, get, he was getting the VAR footage sent to his Nokia. <laughs> my daughter asked me if I want a lift at 6 o'clock. <laughs> he's planning his escape route. But it was a Stonewall penalty kick, and I don't know what... Oh, do. dear me. David Marshall must have thought he'd saved that. Tell you what, I've never seen him be so delighted for the ball to go back in the back of the net. Squeezed Jordan. under David Marshall. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's the end result, back in the net. Celtic back in it. It's got to be a long 40 minutes now. Well, funnily enough, what did I say at half-time? Just a couple of weeks ago, Celtic were 1-0 down against 10-man opposition and they went on to win the game comfortably. Jota equalised in the 53rd minute that day and he's equalised in the 51st today. One of the weakest penalties I've ever seen and yet it somehow squirms under David Marshall's body. I actually think David Marshall was just very close to making a good save, isn't he? Yeah. He chucks himself, he commits early and chucks himself right across and just can't get there there was no repeat of Serbia no I was just actually November thinking about that he's, he's, 20, he's rec- 20 record of penalties is very good but it doesn't matter Jota will not be caring about that it's in the back of the net now Hibs have got all to do they'll just need to sit there and hope that they can hold out but as, as I said at half time I still was confident that Celtic would turn this about and obviously get more goals. A good haircut, Jota, hasn't he? It might remind you of anybody back in the day, Gordon. Is that a picture of eighties, Gordon DL? Who sent you that, or did you just did That's you just uh, look Let's it up? See. Did someone send you that? Yeah, Jota, twenty twenty three, Daza, nineteen eighty one. That's not me, man. It's you. No, <laughs> of course it's you. Who can't identify not. their own face? That is you. It's undoubtedly Gordon <laughs> DL. That looks a bit like Andy Kennedy. <laughs> Is that a cup final jersey? How do you get by, honestly? It's 100% you. Let me see it even closer. Let me zoom in. That's a That's. Oh. Mm. By the way, I tell you what. No, ma- no wonder I get married three times, Shuggy, looking like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was a ball. It's funny you say that. I'm, I was wondering what's down your shorts. But do, you know, do you know the song? I was actually <laughs> having a look tight, at that as well. close for comfort, those things. Yeah. Let me tell you. Anyway, it's a family show and Celtic are level hue. Um, yeah, and <laughs> they've been handed the escape route. Now, if you don't take it, then that's your fault. But they've been handed the escape route. Paul Hanlon, on a day of daft penalties, uh, has given Celtic the way back into the game. Um, it, it wasn't even remotely a good penalty, but it somehow squirmed under the body of David Marshall. Um, I still think Ange Postecoglou will be. Removing three players from the subs bench shortly: Haksabanovic, Abada, and O. Um, Clyde are trailing again. Jim Duffy's men had pulled one back, but it's Alawa two, Clyde one. Murray Miller on sixty minutes there, so we're again a good eight minutes ahead in some of the other games. Wraith Rovers four, Cove Rangers nil. Dylan Easton. Bad uh, day for Cove there. Rangers and for Hamilton. I wasn't very impressed with Dick Campbell's abroad last night, but somehow they got a point. Mm. And, you know, with Hamilton and Cove both losing, it could turn out to be a good weekend for Arbroath. Yeah, and on Scotland Watch, you know, you sometimes do this in the, the game before the international meetup. It's not been a brilliant afternoon 
for Liam Kelly I've got no idea if Sander Clark could have done better but he's conceded three um, no news yet on Angus Gunn but on more positive front um, Shea Adams has equalised for Southampton against Spurs so we'll take that a nice counter-attacking move and finished off well from him I think Xander Clark has done very well for Hearts but there's no getting away from the fact that he's lost nine goals in three games now yeah I think when you're a goalie though there has to be at least a basic level of yeah. examination given to or any of them his fault I, you know, I, and yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know the answer for today I'm but, thinking back to the Celtic I said right games. away at the start of the programme today and I really believe it to be the case Angus mm-hmm. Gunn was always going to play no matter yeah. what No that, that's not may well be the case mm. um, But particularly against I agree with you Because I watched Angus Gunn losing A really bad goal Against Huddersfield Lackhorn it was Ex-Rangers player uh, He was in no man's land What he was doing out there And he just chipped him easily um, I'm with you right enough But I, I do agree that Probably Angus Gunn will start in goals For Scotland Here's a scoreline 63 minutes gone Airdrieonians 6 Peterhead nil. Peterhead You don't get 6 last six weekend down. as well? I think they did you know Yeah, yeah I think Callum Gallagher scored that great goal McGill got a hat-trick Against Kelty maybe? At Maida's had a little spell He's gone into the box a few times Can't quite find anyone in there though So Celtic level Next step is to push for that goal That would put them back in front Hibs have been down to 10 men For quite some time We'll get it when a badder comes on a clean sheet for Angus Gunn so far, Hugh, up against Jacob Brown and Stoke. Told you, the manager believes in English-based players first, and then he'll take Scots if they're like Callum McGregor. But Gunn was always going to be given that chance and just to cement him as a Scotland player. Thistle nil, Dundee nil, Nervy at Firhill, mm-hmm. big promotion, six-pointer, Gordon. Yeah, need a breakthrough in that one. Um... It feels like Hearts are having a few more chances now Shankland um, through But Scales with a block out for a corner Lauren Shankland and uh, Michael Smith Have been exchanging some harsh words Which you would expect because Hearts are 3-0 down At one of their closest rivals Well Shankland is still the captain Yes, yes. They are a close rival now Down to four points does In that race for third place Aberdeen are sneaking up in the rails If it stays this way If it stays this way Hibs versus Hearts still to come before the Before the break it's not in the bag the way we thought it was going to be and in the bag for Hearts. Mm-hmm. It'd be a good day for Livingston. Drop into the top six. St Mirren drop out. It stays this way. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. So St Mirren need to get something back very quickly at Tannadice. Got off the boil right at the wrong point, St Mirren, haven't they? If they don't turn that round today, it's only 1 1 in 7. It's a strange league. You can 1 1 game in 8 and still be in the top six. <laughs> oh, let's check in on that teaser, actually. The one I've got. Oh, sorry, quickly change. Oh. Abada and Aksabadich. Burnaby oh. on. So Greg Taylor, we did suspect he's maybe well he does have some sort of issue, it's keeping him out of the Scotland squad. He's fit enough to play today, right enough. Um, but not to finish the game. So O Abada and Burnaby are coming on for Celtic. Interesting to see does that signal the removal of Kyogo? Well, I, I really would think that a man with twenty six goals should be kept on mm. the park. Uh, as you're looking for the goal that would uh, secure yeah. victory, they just have so many wide options now that they don't do that too often. You know, if if, if he's going to change two of them, it's usually Haksabanovic and Abada or whatever the combination would be. I don't think O is yet up to speed to be left on his own up front like that. Could it be 
O'Reilly perhaps coming off and O right up top Taylor, with almost a 4-2-4 Taylor O'Reilly and Maeda off so just a bit of a change in approach 4-2-4 if you like for Celtic triple change for Ange Postacoglu on that hour mark they're certainly going for it four up top two in the wide areas Kyogo maybe just playing that off off the number 10 role just drop off a little bit cause a bit of problems seen uh, do it before haven't yeah I? yeah that might be the case here they're obviously going to try and stretch Hibs with uh, plenty of width Abada and Jota obviously um that's a very attacking lineup you now. Can, you can hear the bugles blowing oh, from Celtic, but oh, oh. even above the noise coming from Hughes Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> I've, t- I've switched it off now. Taylor has scored for St Mirren, but it's offside, but it will be checked because they all are, so we'll wait and see. Reminders of your question, Hugh, that Gordon DL shamelessly lied yes, about. Yes, I have played alongside the Lewis Morgan and Sonia Luco. I've been managed by Dick Campbell and Craig Brown. I've only played in one country and I won the only major domestic cup final I was involved in. Who am I? Alan thinks it might be Scott Allen. No. Des Roach thinks it might be Nicky Lowe. No. Okay. Daisies thinks it's Darren Mackey. No, it certainly I can not. see the theme that some of you are going on here. And Stephen Joyce wants to throw Kirk Broadfoot into the mix. No, throw him back out. Okay, keep your guesses coming. Oh, nearly scores with his first touch. Um, kind of relatively difficult to take on the volley. Kind of sclaffs it wide is the description. Um, but looking to make that instant impact. Maybe he just comes at him a bit quick. And there's not. I don't think you would hold that one against him, Gordon. No, not at all. I thought that Starfield maybe do a little bit better with the header, but uh, no, I think it's a. Not even a half chance, Gordon. He'd be, you'd actually congratulate him if he got that on target and scored. But uh, Celtic starting to crank up the pressure a little bit. Can Hibs still another 30 plus minute? That'll be like a calendar, not a clock. Well, Celtic part. The truth is, the pressure has always been there, hasn't it? It, mm. it sometimes feels like, you know, when a team, particularly our dominant teams, when they don't score, there's this air of crisis. But let's remember that Hibs are only got their one goal because of I mean it was a throw in and it was a penalty mm-hmm. we've not seen Hibs in an attacking sense and then the red card makes it even harder for them to do that well they came there with the game plan that the way they set up uh, a point they would have been over the moon with all of a sudden they got a lifeline with uh, Starfelt's uh, silly decision making got them 1-0 at half time uh, they would still be delighted with a point especially with 10 men but you just see Celtic as I said patience was always got to be the answer this afternoon for Celtic they are a patient team there's times when they know I just went to knock it about and move people out of position they've got enough firepower in that part now to win it well if they don't uh, even the draw would be the short result of the season so far Uh, we have to bear in mind Hibs have been playing now uh, for a long time with 10 men um, you have to believe from everything we've seen this season from Celtic in fact everything we've seen in the past two seasons from Celtic yeah. they will find a way you think of some of the late goals last season on the route to the title Tony Ralston away at Ross County Giacomacus yeah, indeed Leila Bada as well I think Dundee United. Dundee United there was a couple earlier mm. this season you mentioned Giacomacus at Perth was mm-hmm. or not did Dylan Levitt not equalise for Dundee United after about 87 minutes and Celtic still won 4-2 so you have to believe that oh, Celtic now will find a way. over the bar but again it sort of skipped up off the turf and onto his forehead so probably a 
a half chance. I'm not sure if it's any any more than that. Five one wreath. The goals haven't rained in at Starks Park like this since you were there. Yeah, Lewis Vaughan. Yeah, five one against Cove. Chris Cadden's replaced Jake Doyle Hayes. Um, if you're looking for positives from Hibs, we don't know what the result will look like. But Doyle Hayes back in about it, Roger after. Yeah. And, and, and he's done well they've worked hard in that centre midfield in there alongside Jimmy Jago um, a hard shift as well for the scorer Josh Campbell after Yuan was sent off he's almost a sort of you hear of a false nine well he's the false nine the false ten and the false eight having to play up there on his own so it's been a hard shift for these guys and particularly for Doyle he's in his first game back after quite a lengthy absence uh, let's see if there's anything Else to tell you about goals wise I don't think so at the moment Penalty St Mirren though <sighs> Chance to equalise That could change things Aina Has had his fair share of uh, Disciplinary now, faux now, pas if, if Hugh Keevans Wants to criticise Carl Starfeld I'll need to take him to Dundee To have a look at Loic Aina <laughs> Because Thus and, far Sorry It's all happening at the bottom now Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Kilmarnock so 1, St Johnston 1, and it's Dre Wright. Things could be about to flip very significantly at the bottom. Um, there is going to be a VAR check, though, for that St Mirren penalty. Um, I mean, you would expect it to be reviewed, but I'm not sure if the refs is going over. Um, it was a 20-yard shot, that, from Dre Wright. So St Johnston are back in it, and that bursts Kilmarnock's bubble to an extent, Hugh, and then we find out what happens at uh, Tanadice as well well it then becomes a test of uh, this Clamarlet uh, team that I described as spineless in Inverness off the line Kyogo slid past Marshall but Hibs get it away uh, that St Johnston goal counts as well well the real tough shift now for the Clamarlet players they, they have to show some backbone now um, so it's all happening uh, everything's in the balance except for Aberdeen mm. who uh, who are cruising uh, but elsewhere, who knows? Well, Livy are now 2-1 up. So Simon Murray, you just wonder what's going to happen down the bottom if these games continue um, to be as dramatic as this. There could be momentum shifts all over the place, but we are still waiting to see if the St Mirren penalty award is going to stand. So it might be the case that that, that doesn't happen. So we'll have a look there. But Simon Murray, um, ref has flashed four. Who takes a penalty is O'Hara? Yes And he's just signed a new contract Yes and he's the captain And he's usually very reliable You know what that yeah. means Yeah we miss um, I don't even know if the award's going to stand Celtic coming within Two inches An inch of Taking the, the lead there Hacked off the line Kyogo's finish uh, David Marshall beating all ends up But Still the clock runs down And still it's 1-1 one, one. Uh, It's a, a tense afternoon Gabriel must be Witnessing Sights and sounds at Celtic Park that haven't been heard for a while. Tension yeah. and anxiety in yeah. every seat. Yeah, without question. So. Mm. You think so? Still quite a while. Oh, yeah. isn't it? If you add on time, they're probably about twenty-five minutes still to go here. Yeah, twenty-five minutes. Half an hour yeah. if you add on time. But yeah. I, I would say, I would say Celtic Park's a long, long time. Of course, but in response to you, I would say Celtic have been unconvincing. And misfiring, mm. and even the penalty that they scored with. Ah, but Hugh, you, you, at what point are we going to acknowledge that you do say this all the time, and they always score? And now one day you'll be right, but is, are you just going to keep committing to this yeah, until yeah. that day? Without doubt. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're honest about it. Marco Harris steps up Consistency. from the penalty spot. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements.
And how quickly things can change down the bottom Dundee United and Kilmarnock Both on course to win their matches And quick-fire equalisers if, if From Malky St Johnston Mackay, Gordon, and St Mirren respectively If you're Malky Mackay It's been a very good five minutes Because your that. two relegation rivals Who are leading Have now effectively dropped two points each And Simon Murray's off the bench To give you a sniff of something at Livingston And you've got to acknowledge the reality of it Gordon, if you're a... Motherwell fan as well You're probably thinking mm. well, I'd take that You know you'd, you'd take Kilmarnock not winning And Dundee United not winning But again There's still time for those teams To get back in Back in front Yeah um, Especially with both teams at home um, So I'll be interesting The next 30 minutes or so Twist and turns We'll get this right up until Probably our last kick of the ball Because um, I think it's so tight down there Teams can go and, and runs of a couple of games wins, it takes them out, and then they get dragged back in. Um, but as Roger said, if you're Malcolm Mackay, you're now looking, thinking, come on at Dundee United, yeah, we can get back into this at Livingston, it could be a good day for us. Um, but you, Derek McInnes and Jim Goodwin have got to mm. try and push on. Because Roger was saying there about the fixtures at Kilmarnock have got after today. You look at Dundee United, I think their next fixtures away at Ibrox as well. So you've got to try and make these games valuable mm. and especially get the Mind you, Daz, Hearts at, at home. For Celtic. Hearts at home suddenly doesn't look as daunting for Kilmarnock as it might once have done. Yeah, but there are a lot of pressure on Hearts now to get results, uh, Roger. bit uh, rushed, the finish from Abada. Um, but it's entirely one-sided, the game. Three quarters of the game have gone uh, and now it really is squeaky bum time. Quick reminder of the teaser Hugh, do some more wrong answers if we can. I have played alongside Lewis Morgan and Sonia Luco. I have been managed by Dick Campbell and Craig Brown. I have only ever played in one country and I won the only major domestic cup final I was involved in. Who am I? Stephen Roy would like to give Andy Considine a mention. Well, that's nice of you, but it's not the answer. <laughs> Gordon Eleven would like to give Russell Anderson a mention. Nice fella, but no. Graham McDonald wants to throw Kyle Hutton's name into the mix. Not even remotely. Okay, at Clyde SSB, keep your guesses coming on the f- second half teaser. Now there's a substitution for Hibernian. Centre half, Will Fish off. Centre forward, Matthew Hoppe yeah. on. Oh. Interesting. <sighs> I, I, I think he's looking at it thinking... We need to try somewhere along the get line, the get on this pitch, because mm-hmm. he, he can, he can. He, as a manager, you're standing there and you're watching. You're thinking, yeah, we're riding our luck here, but eventually it's going to come for them. We need to try and change something. Can we try and get up the pitch? Bit of fresh legs on. Yeah. Get because th- by the way, it doesn't change that much in the sense that CJ Egan Riley goes into central defence where he can play, and Hibs are now like five three one. So it's not. I don't like Hibs are suddenly going for it all of a sudden. Could Hoppy devastate Hoopy? Oh. We, we will find out, Gordon DL's pal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've uh, they've certainly mixed it up a bit, but it, just mostly personnel. It's it's an equally as defensive setup. Um, Ramadani's shot deflected, brilliant save. Xander Clark to keep it at three. Things you never thought you would hear exactly. at this stage. Um, he's done his part on this occasion. Well. well Nervous finale everywhere. You can, yeah. you, you you can hear it. You know, Celtic Park still one one. Last twenty minutes against ten men. It will be one way traffic. Hugh, is there 
away back for Kilmarnock and Dundee United yeah. having had the lead and given away the lead and is it away back for Ross County at Livingston 2-0 down they've got it back to 2-1 uh, it's a great day as I said at the start of the programme our league has been dissected the whole week long following the manager of the Japan team saying that he wasn't picking Hatate and Kyogo because of the, the level of the league here but it has been exciting and it has been goal laden today uh, and the matches are all in the balance except for Aberdeen Harps and my flawless, fearless prediction is it will finish 1-1 at Celtic Park. Get Hajime Moriyasu on the open line at 5 o'clock. Yes, explain yourself. Explain yourself, sir. You are wrong about Scottish football. Uh, still no other goals right now, even down the leagues. We've got a, a couple of minutes. I think some of the score lines are stark. You look at Airdrie beating Peterhead 6-0. They've taken their foot off the gas, Gordon. Shameful, really. They, they could yeah. have gone on and got 10 today. Yeah, Peterhead are having a terrible season. Um, good result. Look, six bags of confidence, doing all right, Airdrie. Um, but um, poor Peter Head. What was, uh, what was your advice when Airdrie went six up and you were director of football and Mark was manager? I, I used to just text him and go, "Well done." Well, it never happened. Never happened. Six nil. He was poor. Um, a few shots gone in from distance for Celtic, but nothing really uh, to tell you about the. Killy fans are not happy with the ref Fraser Wishart says they felt Donnelly was fouled in the build up to the equaliser it was so a bad take wasn't it I think Fraser said yeah we are we're level in that one we're level at Tannadice between Dundee United St Mirren we're level at Celtic Park Celtic against 10 man Hibs Celtic have a 27 shots on the Hibs goal Hibs apparently have managed 3 I mean I must admit yeah, Egan Riley had won very so early just over. went past the sort of junction yep. of post and bar You're right. before the penalty went it's in. It's been a while though, I think, maybe Tim. That has been some considerable see. time. Um, Wraith Rovers, it's like all your former teams are trying to outdo each other, Gordon. 6 1. Up. Is Wraith 6? They are 6 1 against Cove. By, by the way, how many goals have Cove shipped yeah, recently? Both before and after Paul Hartley's return to the club. Um, that might be the thing that costs them. Two from three will be in bother. Hamilton are both in Cove. And at the minute, you worry for Cove. Yeah, quite a remarkable scoreline there. Keep your guesses coming in that second half teaser. The questions out there for you at Clyde SSB. Uh, so please do try and give it a go. Uh, the second half teaser very much underway now. I think we've got. A, I think we've got a podium, but we could still get some more correct answers in. And Celtic will be frustrated. There's a few moments getting forced. Jota with a sort of chipped cross, trying to get it in at the back post, but a bit heavy. Kelty one, Montrose one. Michael Gardine with the goal. Hearts double sub now. Um, Holiday hum on. Humphreys and Grant <laughs> on for Janelli and Civic. There's another VAR check for Kilmarnock because the ref gave a foul on Danny Armstrong. And they're going to check if it was in the box Now remember Because we keep getting these things wrong And everyone kicks up fuss The ref will not go and check that on the monitor It's supposed to be factual Is it inside the box Or is it not The answer is no So no penalty this time I know you like a look at Scotland matters um, The likes of John McGinn starting for Villa Aaron Hickey starting for Brentford But no Nathan Patterson anywhere In the Everton squad for the 5.30 kick-off at Chelsea Just wonder what that means for this yeah. double-header with Cyprus and Spain Because he had come back hadn't he Aaron Hickey in the driving seat I would have said so on, on this Probably evidence Probably would have been he's... anyway but um, yeah, one to watch out in the coming days I am sure of it 
Liam Cooper fit But only on the bench For Leeds today Not not used so far So Is uh, Liam Cooper still t- uh, Captain? Yeah yeah. You very rarely get through International weeks like this Without people pulling out Anyway It seems to be Commonplace Yeah it's a big week For the players um, Just uh, the pace of football Nowadays It's very easy to pick up Slight knocks And Because of the situations And the the time of season clubs do not want to take a risk with their top players Kelly fans are going mad at the referees Richard says long booing for his latest decision it's because it's getting to the tense time of year that's what it is you know that these results are the type that can relegate you I would expect a call from Simon the Kilmarnock fan sometime after 5pm Gordon he'll have a job getting on for Celtic fans and Rangers fans because this could be a, a a strange moment in the title race uh, Celtic dropped two points at home to ten men But they they, they are I mean the 27-28 chances Whatever They look Unconvincing I can only say unconvincing and misfiring I think we're now into the, the spell in the game You're into the last 15 minutes Whereby Callers will say This is a definitive weekend Because if Celtic yeah. do score They'll say Celtic never stop We've shown again that we can do this and stay nine points ahead. And if they don't score, Rangers yeah. fans will come on and say, it's seven points, Yep, they've blinked, this is the time. And that's what will happen at five o'clock. Celtic really do look as if they could go on all day and not score. I do always say this though. Mm-hmm. I can't understand the commitment to it, having had so many bloody noses on this topic. Well, you like it? Do you get a kick out of it? Yeah. yeah. See, you keep coming back for more. You get up <laughs> off the floor and you come back Just slugging. And as you say, no, no sign of any. What's the word you use? No embarrassment. No, I moved from one mistake <laughs> to the other with no lack of enthusiasm. No lack of enthusiasm. But, that was the phrase. I have told you there will be no more goals at Celtic Park. Oh, so no, I will, no, I will we expect... We say this all the time. No, but, yeah, but I will expect an apology no, but you. Won't, you won't get one because a broken clock... They say, they say twice a day, but for you, we're talking like once a year. A man has just whispered in Ange Postacoglu's ear, it's okay, gaffer. Who says we won't <laughs> score? But then you get, you'll get accused of it being reverse psychology Or whatever that is Let's just knock it in the head Look, there's 15 minutes left We'll find out what happens We don't need to predict it right now There is literally no requirement for any of you to do so We will find out Paul Hanlon was down taking uh, some medical treatment But I think he's going to be okay um, And Lee Johnson will be hoping so Because it's certainly going to be a defensive effort for Hibs Between now and the end of the afternoon We've certainly had an entertaining Afternoon of football, I've got to say, great start to the the program for two for part. We've got goals, we've got excitement, we've got sending offs, penalty kicks, and still a bit to go, Hugh. No, there's not. <laughs> it's all over. Four for two, Alan one. Ben Armour again. The difference in the games that those some of these games are nearly finished, but we're a good bit behind at Celtic Park. What was the other one? Was it Pitodri? And there was one of them that was a, a bit behind. Might have been Kilmarnock, I can't what, remember But What about the Harry Ragshoe? Is there a late goal at Firhill? Thistle nil, Dundee nil You can feel the tension all the way oh, along the road I'd like to think so for Chris Dillon Done well I'd like to see the Jags back up Number 17 bus from my house to Firhill mm-hmm. Yeah, Championship's a mad league as well you saw Queen's Pab's running away with that now Yeah, he turned it round as well yeah. today 1-0 down at home to Cali Thistle 2-1 up now I think Grant Savory and Stephen Eze The... I mean they're obviously favourites They're top of the league But 
like strong favourites now, or what, what's the? Well, I would say strong favourites now because the ones below them can't really find any consistency. Mm. There's Partick and Dundee, who I think started second and third, cancelling each other out. Ayr, who had sort of slightly gone off the boil, and certainly off the boil in the cup on Monday night at Falkirk. But if they can add a win at Hamilton today to the win at Morton last time out in the league, then maybe they can build a bit of momentum again. But they are a good bit behind Queen's Park. I think Ayr's ambition should really be the playoffs. Airdrie 7, Peterhead 0. A Callum Gallagher hat-trick. Scored one of the goals of the season last weekend. A wonderful effort. If you've not seen it, do your best to go and find it. Um, and just a 3 for him this you afternoon. You wonder in his management career if David Robertson thought he could get any worse than Kashmir. <laughs> and then, then he goes and finds his head side 7-0 down at Airdrie. Oh, I'll mm. tell you, I'd like to be in that dressing room watching that after the game. They're struggling, Peterhead, and they? they're really, really struggling. And this is where it's not easy for managers because every decision gets picked up on. Fraser Murray and Alan Power have replaced um, Donnelly and Jones. And uh, some boos now from the Kelly fans at Jones being subbed. So Derek McInnes needs to hope that they. Well, he was a last gasp hero in the cup against Dumbarton when I was there earlier in the season, Gordon. I, I tend to think the likes of Armstrong and Jones always give you a little bit of cre- creativity and can come up with a goal. Goal at Celtic Park. Goal flashes <laughs> with Clyde Belt Home Improvements. And it's a substitution that's worked. It is. Oh, it's a terrific header from a corner. He liked it. He's got the shirt off. He's off celebrating. He's got that get it right <clears throat> Hugh Keevans t shirt on underneath it. And uh, it might be ruled out by VAR after all this, but O has indeed put Celtic I, in I front. I knew what had happened. Long before you shouted, I just heard Hugh Keevans saying, Oh. Oh. <laughs> is there a check? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> his fingers and everything crossed. Oh, here I you think are. I, I need to take a, a an executive decision. You are hereby banned from doing this ever again. It's one too many. You know they talk about three strikes. This was your fiftieth oh, strike. Geez, you are now geez. officially banned. From suggesting that Celtic can't find a way through towards the end of the game, a man it was a good run, but it's over. You've been censored. A uh, man can't express an honest opinion. <laughs> they can, but once it's wrong for like the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth time, it starts to wear thin. And as soon as you hit the twenty mark, the privilege gets revoked. We'll revisit it in the summer. Uh, but it's Celtic two, Hibs one, Gordon. And if you're uh, if you're Ange Postecoglou. That's exactly what you're looking at O to do, quite clearly. And if you're O, then you know that's what you're going on to try and do. Yeah, brilliant for a young lad to come on as well in such an important game and pressure on, obviously. But I said, look, I said at three o'clock today, I used the word patience. And Celtic have been knocking at the door. They've been obviously a far better team with a man advantage as well. They created a few chances. Yeah, you've seen them going off the boil for five or ten minutes. I was in no doubt whatsoever. The way the Celtic team go about their business, the way he makes the substitutions, I thought they'd have found a way through and it's shown that they have. And it's, it's a good header, it's a by the way. Very, very good Great header. header. It was also, if he hadn't got that, it was a penalty anyway. He was getting held back in the time honoured fashion there. He was like heading that. away on international duty, Hugh, and his new manager with South Korea. Jürgen Klinsmann oh. would have been proud of that fact. Yeah, yeah. I like that header, let me tell Very you. Very aggressive, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's top quality striking. Great, powerful header. And when you, you know, he's a, he's a young man. We're mm. always told that, you know, Scottish football is sort of particularly physical. For, for him to come on and, and really be quite 
comfortable mixing it with that side of the game must please Ange Postacoglu I, I get the impression he quite likes that side of it you know you've seen that there a defender had him he was right beside the defender and he's saying I'm going to out muscle you here I'm I'm winning that I love that because that's a striker that's greedy do for you, goals do you remember him coming on in the Via Play Cup final first thing he did was flatten Ben Davies yeah uh, he seems to like that side of it for yeah, sure yeah, and he's got uh, what could be Hugh you look you know, we, we, we now rhyme them off because you know how significant they were when Leo Labada scores late or Anthony oh. Ralston scores late. This might be one of those ones. Look, the, the, for many people, the title race was over anyway, but if there was a little bit of uncertainty creeping in at half four, then this might be one that we look back on from O. Oh. Well, it was so reminiscent of Georgius Giacomacus, uh, the sort of thing that he would have done. And I, I think O oh is meant to be the carbon copy of Giacomacus and uh, Ange Postacoglu was very happy to get him to the club and Celtic mm. made a profit on Giacomacus and now that goal as you rightly say uh, all eyes are on uh, Celtic Park on the 8th of April we know there'll be no Rangers fans there as there will be no Celtic fans at Ibrox Celtic are putting everything on April 8th and just to finish it off um in terms of mix, of uh, giving players rests or shuffling the pack, Haksabanovic replaced Kyogo there in the closing stages. We're actually getting some full-time whistles already. I keep forgetting how far ahead some of the other games are, how far behind Celtic Park is. I mean, Dumbarton won Albion over five now. Unbelievable. Dumbarton league leaders there at home. Um, Jim Duffy's Clyde have lost 3-1 uh, against Alloa. Let's finish this, Hugh, so we've got a bit of breathing space for late drama. The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Lewis Morgan and Sonia Luco. I have been managed by Dick Campbell and Craig Brown. I've only played in one country and I won the only major domestic cup final I was involved in. Who am I? I am Clangers, also known as Jamie Langfield. Jamie Langfield, well done if you got that right. Great effort. Oh, penalty to Celtic. Leila Bada has been filled in the box. Quickly on the teaser then, Brananski third place. I need you, Mikey, second. And hyperbolic pessimist back on and uh, for the second half teaser as well. And he's won this one after being... Do you think that'd be a good nickname for me? Absolutely. Clangers. Oh, right, I thought you meant hyperbolic (laughs) pessimist. Either one. So what happens here? Does Jota take again? Does Gano get it? Oh, scored the one against... Yeah, oh, against St Mirren. Against... um, St Mirren. Yeah, yeah, he was the one held back and then scored the penalty. Mind you, he almost missed it as well. No. I've got to say I was thinking that Hugh wasn't a great penalty but the boys just scored a goal it's in the back yeah. of the net know, it's exactly. a great penalty when did we start, when did we start worrying golfing, about who almost misses I'm penalties not, I, I'm saying if I was oh I'd be taking that penalty kick this oh, means yeah. if he scores you can say oh oh dear oh dear oh dear oh dear <laughs> um, St Johnson are now going mad at referee Chris Graham are the refs coming over to the monitor so is that penalty now not going to be given for Celtic my goodness what a day it's been Gabriel to be fair says he doesn't think it's a penalty so maybe the ref will outside, is it outside will the box overturn that one no it won't be that if the ref's gone over to check it will be something else um, there's a suggestion some people feel that Leela Bada tripped himself um, or he sort of kicked the ground or whatever so um, the referee's gone over, which usually means they change their change their decision. And oh, yeah, that's never that's a penalty. Not, no. Yeah, that's not a penalty. So we have no. to be 
have to be fair Leila Bada just seems to kick the turf um, <laughs> to be, I can understand that though Roger because it's so he is he's quick right? he's running so fast and as David Marshall gets to him you just think you see the contact but he's just down <sighs> already so I get that because you can watch it in slow motion um, but he went down before David Marshall got there because he, he stumbled and he kicked the ground so no penalty Celtic 2 Hibs 1 in the closing stages Jota was going to take it he had the ball in his hands ruining a good line oh oh <laughs> uh, to, to be fair to the referee perfect decision I can see why he, he pointed to the spot because if you're running behind that you think that's a penalty kick but perfect decision or is it result of the weekend Queen of the South the Palmerston Pep they've got the win against well, they've Falkirk they've beaten a team that's going to Hamden yeah this must be a new high for Marvin Bartley's managerial career. Do you know, it's funny because he was in here, and I can say this now because I, I wouldn't want to dig out a private conversation b- before the event, but he said to me, and fair play to him, he said he thinks they'll be absolutely fine against Falkirk. He says because Falkirk try and play football and that will suit them and they'll get something. Mm. They've gone and won the game. He says where they're struggling is maybe if the teams are a bit more streetwise, a bit more physical. So actually, he's called it perfectly. And one. And, and I, now every other manager genius. in League One knows how to take on yeah. Queen of the South. Billy Dodds will be noting uh. that. Give him a phone. Uh, right, full time at Kilmarnock. Let's speak to Fraser Wishart. It is Kilmarnock 1, St Johnson 1. Ref leaving the field to a few boos, as I said earlier, from the Kilmarnock supporters. Plenty of yellow cards, plenty of controversial decisions. But in the end, it's a point apiece, and I think that share of the points seems really unlikely at half time Kamarnock completely dominated the first half only the Joe Wright goal to show but they did have a goal chalked off by Varane a series of good saves by Remy Matthews to keep St Johnson in the game oh Kamarnock first 45 Matthews a save made some several excellent saves his best was turning away and Armstrong deflected free kick touched the wall and he touched it over the bar and then he pushed the winger's header over the bar from close range and from that corner Armstrong swung the ball in Kelvis Hill fired the loose ball into the back of the net after a long VAR check Ref this game went to the side of the pitch and disallowed the goal for handball against Vassell. Kelly did take it deservedly. 38 minutes, a deep Jordan Jones free kick. This time, Matthews, I think he misjudged the ball. It looked like he actually left it, thinking it was going out for a goal kick. Joe Wright had other ideas and got in at the back post and just turned it home from close range. So Johnson really showed nothing in the first half, immediately better in the second. Joe Wright, uh, sorry, Dre Wright with a 20 yard shot parried by Walker. That was their first shot on target. And Joe Dorset had a brilliant block to stop Mika Halberg from equalising. Then at the other end, another long bar check for Kilmarnock. This time a Jones corner. Joe Wright again in at the back post. His header seemed to hit a couple of bodies. Matthews was there as well. VR Mike Ronconi said no handball, much to the annoyance of Derek McInnes and the Kelly fans. Jones then turned his luck, tried his luck from 30 yards. He saw his shot inches wide, the right hand post. And as the game wore on, you could just feel that Kilmarnock and the supporters coming a wee bit more nervy, the players coming a bit more cautious. And really no surprise when St Johnson did equalise in 70 minutes. Liam Donnelly caught in the ball by Zach Rodney, drove forward. He shot rather than passed the ball, but as the ball fell to Dre Wright, he fired a terrific 25-yard shot. It was a brilliant strike by the wing-back, low pass Walker into the net. Derry McInnes and the fans furious. They thought Donnelly was fouled in the build-up, but again VR checked and said no foul, and the goal stood out. And re- really, just was touched into stoppage time, Kilmarnock sub Fraser Murray almost won what would have been vital couple of points for his team in this relegation battle on 90 minutes he cut inside from the left low curling shot was tipped wide at full stretch by Remy Matthews said earlier full time booze for the referee I think Derek McKenna's were really disappointed that his team couldn't push on and grab all three points but Callum Davison I think he'd be delighted with a point after being so poor in the first half full time at Robbie Park Kilmarnock once and Johnson won 
Well, I'm not sure that necessarily suits Kilmarnock, but it's, it's, a, it's another point on the board, and it's the first game finished this afternoon. Uh, five minutes added at Petaudry, but that, that one is over. I think we can say that. Seven added on at Celtic Park. So, I mean, it's not over. It's a tight scoreline, but it's going to take Hibs to get into the Celtic half. Something we've not we've not seen in, oh, I don't know, an hour, maybe more. Highly unlikely. Just looking at some of the English scores as well. Southampton, three. Spurs, three. Wolves, two. Leeds, four. I think match of the day might be better than it was last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's doing it? I thought that's why you're Nokia Kevin. Well, I did wonder why where Mark Wilson was this afternoon. Yeah. So you never know, maybe he's had a better offer. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if he's on match of the day with Gary Lineker to wear that shirt that he wore in sports scene? Well remember that the sort of shimmery silver number? Oh, that was grim, wasn't it? I think he's still got it. I think it still fits. I think he's got it in holiday with him as we speak. Is he away, is he? He's away yeah, he's away in holiday, he's away sun himself. Oh, he's good to himself, him, isn't he? Very good to himself, yeah, he's quite right. Celtic legend, you know, about the 15th best right back in the history of the club. <laughs> Deserves all he gets. But Just after your pal Shadow. Shadow Ree. Mm-hmm. He was a good player. Uh, still waiting on the next full-time whistle. They're a bit spread all over the place because different length stoppages. I'm trying to think what should be next. I think mm, Tannadice perhaps should be ni- next, maybe Petaudry. If that stays the same, the, the Dundee United command will be disappointed. Yeah, kicking themselves, won't they? Yeah, at home, taking the lead. They know they've got very hard fixtures coming up. Got I to capitalise. They gain a point on Ross County, I suppose. If that, yeah, <laughs> you take anything from that, I mean, it, it would move. It would, you know, psychologically, Kelly would be uh, out of the, the playoff spot and Ross County would be in it. That's, that's, that's a fair point that's but, any. but their, their away record's dreadful and Fraser and Roger read out their next fixtures and you're wondering where their next victory's got to come that, that said Ross County's next game's at home to Celtic so yeah and United hit the post actually in, in stoppage time there as well so that would be maybe starting to get the feeling of the one that got away having done so well to take the lead good, early on good win Stephen for Fletcher. Levy though that should take them back up towards in, into the top six does it Gordon? it is yeah Top six. And they'll be happy. A winner for Nicky Devlin in uh, a week when David Martindale. No. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Sorry. 39 and, and against yes, 38. You're right. You're it right. certainly enhances Nicky Devlin's appeal to other clubs. You know, David Martindale talking through the week, he's sort of given up hope mm-hmm. of keeping his captain beyond the summer when his contract expires. He's been a good player for Livingston and he's got a winning goal this afternoon. Yeah, I passed him at Livy a couple of weeks ago and suggested he should just go back to where it all started at Fir Park. I don't know if that would be achievable, but he's, he's probably going to go somewhere. Um, and he'll be in demand of, oh, I keep, you always sort of see Dundee United mentioned for some reason Roger yeah well he's been um, down south but whether, uh, I, whether I don't know whether he would necessarily want to get down south again so Dundee United might make sense for him you know as you mentioned earlier it's on David was, yeah very, good point but you know he was making the point earlier on about Livingston's average wage each week Dundee United would certainly be able to pay more than that even if they were a championship team goal for Celtic goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements And he's good at adding the gloss to results Isn't he Haksabanovic It's another good curling finish 3-1 That will lead to another Celtic victory And three points added Back to nine at the top But we've got a full time whistle at Pataudry Huge result Dave Galloway Yeah Aberdeen three hearts nil In a physical fast and furious first half It was a, a great start by the home side Good work by Shinny His driven cross was parried by Clark And Duke's effort on the rebound 
uh, took a deflection on its way in. It was 2-0 after 21 minutes and it was Duke at the double, a lovely glancing header from Pollock's cross. Smith last one over from the edge of the box at the other end after Civic and Shanklin set him up, but Aberdeen made it 3-0 on 28 minutes. Clarkson swung in a dangerous free kick which was converted by Pollock's thumping header. Frustration in the Hearts ranks was highlighted when Shanklin got booked for an off-the-ball flare-up with Pollock. The visitors carved out uh, a decent chance from a corner, but Hill's header flew over. Three minutes after the restart, Duke let fly from around about 30 yards. A really good effort after Civic slip-up. Clark, though, was the equal to it, tipping it over. Snodgrass passed up an opportunity to pull a goal back when he got clean through, but his effort crept just wide. Pollock almost made it 4-0 with a back post header from a corner kick. Clark doing well to turn the ball behind. In the second half, to be fair, Hearts uh, did look uh, substantially improved. Uh, Ginelli, though, couldn't connect with his header when well placed after Forrest's cross into the area. A fiercely competitive game this one, and the ref flashed four yellow cards when tempers boiled over following Hill's challenge on Duke. Some uh, save of the match uh, uh, came from uh, Clark. Uh, a brilliant stop to claw the ball away to deny Ramadani's deflected drive from outside the area. Overall, an entertaining encounter watched by a crowd of over 16,000 fans. You can hear them in the background there. Aberdeen then cut the gap on third place to four points. It's finished Aberdeen three, hearts nil. Incredible result, Hugh Evans. Yeah, and an incredible crowd. 16,000. I go back to the point because I believe that we need to labour the point. The league has taken a battering because... The manager of Japan left out Rio Hatate and Kyogo. But the league has responded today. We've given us great entertainment, goals and excitement. Mm. Full time at David Fields match, Dundee United St Mirren. Full time Gordon Dundee United won St Mirren won. I think it was yourself that said this might be one that got away for Dundee United and after an incredible injury time it certainly was. They had three chances to win this game. They fluffed every single one of them. Jim Goodwin had his head in his hands. This was a major chance missed. Handshakes all round, but I don't think either side are happy with a point. St Mirren have slipped out of top six in the eighties long set, so league win continues. They haven't won the league since January second, but they should have really won it at the death here. Stephen Fletcher gave them lead, Mark Ahara cancelled that out from the penalty spot. As for United, you know, they do cut the gap to Ross County to two points, but it should have been so much more. As I said, United started well, Fletcher had that, that volley from 22 yards, ball came out of clearance, great touch and he found the bottom corner. He'd another chance at Murmur, pretty poor, but then they started to come into it midway through the first half. Curtis Main probably had the best chance of that first 45, but he fires straight at Mark Barigiti. We did think it would be tough for United in terms of their squad depth. They suffered a blow, Paul had been off injured, Jamie McGrath went off injured. After that, they really, really toiled. Richard Taylor, the goal, ruled out for offside, and then came the penalty equaliser. Loic, Ayana, he is a bit rash. He took out Curtis Main. Mark Ahara, after a lengthy delay, kept calm and just stroked it down the middle we thought St Mirren would go on and try and win it from there but it was actually United Matthew Kujo had a shot saved Kai Fotheringham with Trevor Carson grounded this is all an injury time failed to hit the target and then finally Ilmari Niskanen the goal was gaping for him all he had to do was hit the target and he blazed over the bar Jim Goodwin looked absolutely crestfallen at that point he's clapping the fans just now but this was a real chance miss full time St Mirren won and United won it's finished at Celtic Park Gabriel yes Celtic 3 here Burnian 1 but it was far from easy huge winning goals from Ol and Sayed Haksibanovic with less than 10 minutes to play 
completed the comeback against the 10 men of Hibernian. It's a massive win that maintains Celtic's nine-point lead at the top of the table. The hoop started on the front foot as always, but they found an inspired David Marshall in the Hibs goal. Starfelt had a header off the bar, and then Marshall made huge saves from Jota and two from Kyogo, all within the first half. You perhaps thought the visitors might collapse after their sole striker, Ilay Yuan, was sent off after just 23 minutes. It was two bookable offences for two challenges on the Celtic centre-halves. Both could be deemed yellows, but Hibs will certainly claim it's harsh, especially so early. Then, Carl Starfelt gave Hibernian a massive lifeline out of nowhere. He needlessly pulled Paul Hamlin's shirt in the box, even though Hamlin was nowhere near the ball. The VAR sent Stephen McLean to the monitor, and the referee rightly gave it. Josh Campbell then sent Joe Hart the wrong way. So 1-0 Hibs at the interval, and a huge half-time team talk required by Ange Postacoglu. Less than 10 minutes into the second half, it was a stonewall penalty. A Kamakata Vickers bundled over by Hamlin. There was no Aaron Moy. And no Rayo Hotato in the park, so Jota stepped up. It wasn't convincing, but he squeezed the ball under Marshall, who will be disappointed he didn't keep it out. Celtic had all of the ball in the hipster, but they couldn't force a clear opportunity. Ibarda blazed over. Jota put plenty of balls in the box that found no one. Oh, had a couple of half chances. But the Korean himself finally broke the deadlock. And what a header it was with just eight minutes to play. Aggressive, powerful, thundering the ball into the back of the net from a corner, despite being held by the defender a huge goal and big celebrations oh with his top off Abada thought he then had a penalty but VAR told Stephen McLean to go over to the monitor and McLean saw that the forward had just tripped himself on the turf Haksabanovic sealed the win in stoppage time a lovely curling finish and you can hear the Celtic fans celebrating on the far side away from me now Hibernian dropped down to fifth place for their defeat they'll be sore after coming so close to holding on for a valiant point Rayo Hatate's early injury is no doubt a dark cloud over today. We'll find out more about that later, but it's a significant comeback win. And three points feel like they are bigger than that. Celtic are nine clear with nine to play. Full time at Parkhead, Celtic three, Hibernian one. Now it's over to you, 01419511025. What a day it's been. Six Premiership games, all done and dusted, and no shortage of talking points. If we start with that game there, Celtic fans, how important a victory was that for you today? Were you worried at any point? Did you always know it was going to come good? Maybe you want to praise O for getting the goal. Uh, that set you on your way to that victory There were some big talking points Starfelt gave away a penalty uh, Hibs had a player sent off uh, So any of the above or anything else It's 01419511025 And that's just one game Go back to Fir Park Six goals A couple of tight offside decisions uh, Sending off for Motherwell Rangers had cut the gap to six briefly It's now back at nine Huge win for Hearts Not a great deal changing at the bottom it's all happening, so why not give us a call? 01419511025. The open line is next. After the action, it's your reaction. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Roger Hanna, and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025, or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. How do you look back on today's football? That is the simple aim. Of Saturday's open line Celtic fans You'll be happy In the end I'm sure Were there some nervy moments What did you make Of the big talking points The red card for Hibs Hibs certainly feel hard done by uh, There was a penalty at Each end in fact as well There was a lot to discuss From Motherwell 2 Rangers 4 And no shortage elsewhere So let's get stuck straight in 01419511025 Frank Is a Celtic fan You must be delighted To get the three points In the end Frank 
Aye, delighted with the three points, but I'm absolutely disgusted with the referee today. I think his decision-making was absolutely shocking. Uh, certain incidents for Hibs were just wasting time trying to extinguish the game. Uh, for instance, the one in the second half where the boys went down, the Hibs players went down in his own box, more or less on the touchline, and he's coming off. And he's, rather than bring them off at the back of the goals, he lets them walk right across the park. Uh, as I say, his decision making today was absolutely shocking. He should put a job in Monday that boy. Well, look, Frank, you're you're more than entitled to phone with with what you want. I, I appreciate that, but at the same time, can could we? Would you mind if we started with the actual big decisions that properly impacted the game, rather than who went off where and who tried to waste time? What about the the penalties, the the sending off, those types of things? Did he get them all wrong? Oh, he got he got a send in half right. The hip, the hips uh, one. Aye, the Hibs one, aye. He got, that, he, got that, he got that decision right, but I think that's probably the only decision he got right in that half. So you don't think the Hibs penalty was correct either? Nah, when he says so, no. I think, Frank, you, you really need to have a look at yourself. The, 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 the Hibs penalty... You may suffer from having been at the game, actually. We've got the luxury of having seen replays and all the rest of it. Carl Starfelt is holding on to his jersey for an inordinate length of time. The referee has no other option but to award a penalty kick. It's as clear as the nose in your face. Yeah. Based what, on, on what, what, you know, what? What's your explanation, Frank, um, in terms of do you not think Starfield does pull his shirt? Do you think he lets it go quickly? Do you think it doesn't impact Paul Hanlon? In what way do you not think it's a penalty? Well... Can you tell me why Shelley have got two big screens, one at each end of the park, but we don't get to see the VAR coming up on the screens? We because just that, that's just that's just that's commonplace. You don't fans inside the stadium don't get to see the incidents back. That, that's not asked. In, in what regard don't you think the Hibs penalty was the right decision? Is fine, Frank. It's not. It's not a problem. If you've not seen it back, that's that's totally understandable. I I, I don't know. Have you seen it back? No, I'm in the motor on my way yeah. here. By, by the way, even if Frank does see it back, he might still phone us on yeah, Monday and say that's harsh. You're allowed to do that. I'm not saying he's. Well, I'm not denying him that. Right, he's trying to find in out more about opinion, it. With the aid of VAR, in some cases, the Hibs penalty was a penalty. The Celtic penalty was a penalty. When Leila Bada went down, he tripped himself up. That wasn't a penalty. So they've mm -hmm. got all those decisions right. Mm -hmm. The one I would take issue with is the second booking for Eli Ewan. I thought he got the first booking correct. He was late in a stupid position in the pitch. A late challenge in Starfield. Worthy of a booking. The second one, I don't think that's a booking. He goes to ground with Carter Vickers. Carter Vickers heads very low. He stoops into the challenge. I think is harsh on you and the second booking. But the rest of the decisions, sometimes with the aid of VAR, I think the officials got them right. I agree with that. I agree 100% with that. I think that the sending off second booking was very harsh. Um, I thought Steve McLean got the decisions right with the penalty kicks, both of them. Uh, made a good call with a badder one because running behind that, you could easily think that's a penalty kick. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can come on and and have a dig at, at the referee today at Celtic Park. Did he get me personally? People you have disagreed. Have, well, based on what you've said, Hibs fans might want to. 
Yeah, that, well, I was just about to finish. I, me personally, I think you get one of the decisions. But if you're a Celtic fan, I don't think you can come on and have a dig at the referee. Referee had nothing to do with today. I thought, all oh, credit to Celtic. Uh, Hugh was, I could understand why Hugh was thinking, no, it's got to be one of those days. But they've just got this knack. I always believed that they would score goals. They brought on O, he got his goal. Jota scores from the penalty kick. It's just what Celtic do. You know, you never you never get to stage with Celtic and you think, right, okay, they're having a bad day, they're not going to win this game. They know how to win mm. football games. I'm sorry to break it, Frank. That they three think the only decision the ref got wrong was the one that went against Hibbs. Yeah, I feel totally different. Did, what, did, what did you like about today then? There must be something that you enjoyed. Eventually getting the three points and getting a warm pie at half time, which isn't very often happen at Parkeeds. <laughs> which is, well, listen, I did ask what made you happy, and if, that, if that's the answer, I'm not going to take that away from the Steak man. Steak or mince, Frank? Pie was a highlight. <laughs> what Steak you, or mince? Steak or mince, what did you go for? Well, I just went for a mince pie. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, I think that's a wise choice. Yes, yeah, enough, can't argue with that, yeah. The option. Uh, Frank says, you know, happy to, to get the, the win in the end, Gordon. Mm. You, you were the one. Talking a lot through the second half, you just and I do accept where Hugh's coming from because it, it just can't always happen. But it certainly feels like it's always going to happen. There, there is never really any actual sign that this team is in danger of dropping points, uh, and especially against ten men today. I, I think they've just got this knack that they know how to. I'm not saying they grind out games because they're they're a very attractive team to watch. They've got some really terrific flair players. Their substitutions, the, the man's terrific at making the substitutions at the right time. He brings Owen the, this afternoon and he makes an impact right away. He was involved in the game, a badder with his pace. Look, teams will come there, and all credit to Hibs, for a spell of that game, they frustrated the life out of Celtic. They really did. They got that goal. They had just something to hang on to. They packed everybody behind because they were down to the 10 men. And they said to Celtic, we're going to make this a difficult afternoon. Mm. And they did. And I think the Celtic manager will uh, 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 you know, admit that. But they just have a way of finding their way through games to go and win them. If you are Lee Johnson, Hugh, I can uh-huh. imagine you screaming at the radio and saying, no, 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 no. We cannot be making excuses for Celtic because Rio Hitati went off injured sure. when they've got that squad and I've got this squad. But to, just to be fair, in, in isolation, do you think that did it knock Celtic off their stride a little bit? Did, did they not as fluid, you know, when he's not there? It was just a peculiar day all round because the loss of Hitati and, you know, it, it came out of nothing. And he goes off, Turnbull comes on, and then Yuan is sent off uh, harshly, in uh, Gordon's opinion, my opinion, and Rogers. Uh, and you think, well, that's the end of the story for him, down to 10 men. But Starfelt comes up with this incredible decision to start hauling a Hibs player back by his jersey, penalty kick, and with nine regulation minutes to go, it's one all. Nine regulation minutes to go. But to their credit, Celtic hung in. O's goal is a terrific header. Uh, the strength to hold off the Hibs player who's got grabbing his jersey at the same time. Uh, and then Haksabanovic, who certainly can finish. That's why it's disappointing when 
callers come on and the first thing they go on about is the referee should retire because he was allowing time wasting. Hibs have played for 10, or for rather for 70 minutes with 10 men. A decision that you disagree with? Yeah. I think it was very harsh on you and the Hibs player to give him a second yellow card. I think it was six and a half a dozen with him and Cameron Carter Vickers. However, having said all that, praise to Celtic who remain nine points clear with a goal difference that's wildly better than Rangers. They can now go into the international break with uh, the ability to get players fit again and to look forward to the visit to Dingwall. But for the first thing on your mind to be the referee should be giving the game up because of time-wasting baffles me uh, thank you Frank you can all agree to disagree we said if you're on Scotland watch Roger Hanna Lewis Ferguson's just scored for Bologna um, good time to hit some goal scoring form let's bring in Michael who's also a Celtic fan what did you make of it today Michael what pleased you hi there hiya hello how you doing boys alright yeah can't complain what are you thinking after that pleased right. to get over the line I would, like, I would just like to take Mr Keevans to task oh, to good. be honest that's my favourite right uh, at 15 Ten fifteen minutes to go, Mr. Kevin's actually said that Celtic would not score. Now, we juggernaut teams and we continuously do that to teams. Fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes to go. Uh, and I, I, I want to know why he's got so much against us. Why have you got so much against them, Hugh? Mm. Here's another one. I stand here in a six hour long programme and offer an opinion. I did not think that Celtic would break down Hibs for a second time. I thought that they misfired and with nine regulation minutes to go, it was still 1-1. So, plain and simple, Michael, I gave an opinion, the opinion was incorrect and once again, you don't come on to say well done to Celtic, you come on to Pick a fight with someone So I said something that was incorrect Michael And you're banned anyway I've told you Because you've managed you've managed to annoy everyone Because the Celtic fans feel like you don't give them The credit they deserve That they're going to go on and, and get the win And the Rangers fans are sick of you doing it Because they know that when you predict something It goes the other way I don't care what so either of them for, think For everyone's sanity you're banned for the rest of the I season I accept the ban um, But I don't care what they think Michael, what, what, apart from the fact that Hugh was wrong, what did you like about today? Uh, the, the juggernaut continues, and we will not be stopped. Concise. Um, it, well, it, it does have that feel of it at times. It certainly looks that way. Um, you wonder in quiet moments what Michael Beale thinks because uh, he has managed to get Rangers win after win after win, with the exception of the draw in the old firm game at New Year. And each time he wins, he hopes Celtic slip up and drop something, and they never slip up and drop anything. And the gap, which started at nine points when Michael Beale arrived back in Glasgow, is still nine points. And yes, there are two more league derbies still to go, the first coming up on the 8th of April, as you said. But even if Rangers win the two derbies, there's still a gap behind Celtic. And you wonder where Celtic are going to drop points. This is where I compliment Celtic, uh, Gordon. There's times when you see teams that you can sit here, and I know where Hugh's coming from, because there's days, and I've been involved in them, you go, it's not our day. Mm -hmm. You get back to all the things that's happened. It's not our day. 
Not once And this is a compliment to Celtic If I sat here this afternoon and thought They will not turn us round Because that's what they do just now That's the level they're at And you see their substitutions making impacts And if you're a Hibs player Not being a player playing against teams that are better than you And you go so far and go so far Occasionally you'll get that odd result That you'll think brilliantly But in the whole These teams tend to find a way And Celtic are brilliant at that I think Ange Postacoglu is One of the most honest managers In our game And I look forward to his summary Of what happened today To see how he would describe Celtic's performance Because by their own Incredibly high standards It wasn't the best uh, we'll also get an update on Rio Hitati, you'd have to imagine. So we'll do that, hopefully, after these. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Gordon Diel, Roger Hanna, all here and all waiting patiently for you to get in touch. 0141-951-1025. So why not give us a call and let us know what you made of today's football. Lee Johnson is currently in the chair in the press room at Celtic Park and to use a technical phrase is on one oh. about referees uh, so I look forward to will hearing he use the, will he use the capitulation word that his friend from across Edinburgh used? decapitation, decapitation I think um, so we'll find out what Lee Johnson's had to say on that very topic I it take was, it this is on the subject of Yuan being red carded uh, have to imagine so I mean you yeah. saw him in the touchline he looked quite animated didn't he, he was booked, was, wasn't he? He, he I think he was booked later yeah. but yeah he was sort of you could see him gesturing as if to say that Ewan was just raising his foot for the ball and that Carter Vickers had put his head down so we'll see um, what Lee Johnson's take Fun, on it funny how Lee Johnson's take and Frank's take are completely different yeah odd that um, and Ange Postacoglu we get an update on Hitati I think Celtic fans will be as interested in that Gordon as they will on his assessment of the game Yeah it was a strange one um, Just out the picture He decided to You know Just sit down He was holding I'm sure it was a top of his leg Which indicates The back of it It's a hamstring Okay Dr DL Thank you for <laughs> Yeah me. well Being in the game And obviously Picking these injuries up You know that The hand goes straight To the bit that's sore Right away You know that Roger um, <laughs> And I've got to say The good thing oh about my. it They may have caught it you know, very, very early. It might just be a little niggle that he decided not it's not worth going on the two too many important games coming up in the season. But it'll be interesting to see. They'll probably diagnose this over the next twenty four, forty eight hours and then we'll see how Hatati is from the there. The doctor is, will see you now. Yeah, the question is <laughs> very simple from Celtic fans. Will Hatati be okay for the old firm? Correct. Now? That's all that matters to them. Uh, just came at a time when Aaron Moy missed the game today as well So did Iwata It's, it's not like Celtic or Greg Taylor off early as well um, They've now got two weeks All of them Whoever yeah. you are uh, As long as you're not away on international duty You've got two weeks to try and, and get Ross over Ross County two weeks tomorrow And then six days after that mm. Rangers at Celtic Park. Let's bring in William who's a Rangers fan What did you make of the game at Fir Park earlier William? Yeah, hello, Gordon, Gordon, Roger and Shoot. Yeah, 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 not too bad, right? My point is, I try to go in the middle of the week. Here's my point. Shoot might agree with me. I don't know about the other ones, right? I think Rangers uh, pulled the plug too late in Giovanni Van Bruggers. My reason is, is this, right? When uh, Michael Beals came in, he's played, he's done brilliantly in the league, right? And with that spell, when Shoe says Rangers should get rid of Van Bronckhurst when he could beat 7 0 for Liverpool, and then came the St Johnston, St Murn, and uh, I think it was Livingston. There's no way Bill would have dropped seven points to any of the teams. We would have won every game, in my opinion, the way he's going as a manager at the moment. My point is, do you think 
the league would be a lot closer if Rangers pulled the plug earlier on Van Bronckhurst and brought Bale in sooner. Yeah, for the very simple reason that uh, the points that were dropped after the Liverpool game would not have been dropped by Michael Beale. Uh, I am on record it is a radio station I did say after the seven goals were conceded to uh, Liverpool at Ibrox in the Champions League managers don't resign but I felt that Rangers should have taken some the, the, taken the matter into their own hands after losing 7-1 at home in the midst of what is on record now as the worst ever Champions League group stage performance so the gap would be narrower because Michael Beale would not have lost at St Johnston, for example. And by that time, it was abundantly clear the game was up mm. for Giovanni van Bronckhurst. You, you do wonder about time, you know. I mean, Giovanni van Bronckhurst probably got longer than William or some Rangers fans would have wanted. But the board clearly felt a loyalty after he had won the Scottish Cup and taken Rangers to a European final last season. Mm-hmm. That bottom a bit of goodwill in the face of some appalling results both in Europe and domestically mm. um, since Michael Beale took over Hugh nip and tuck with Ange the nine point gap was on uh-huh. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's watch so William I can understand the point that William's making if, but, if only, it's also, but it's also equally, would Michael Beale have come at that stage he was very new to the Queen's Park Rangers job exactly. at that you know at that earlier stage if you're talking a September October time Maybe the timing wouldn't have been right to go and get Michael It's so tough, Hugh, because I get why you and Roger say that you're talking about arithmetic, so that that Uh makes sense. But when you're dealing with hypothetical, you sort of bring in all sorts of different theories. You know, would Rangers have won as many games if it wasn't if it was nip and tuck? And then the pressure's different. Is it is it is it somehow easier to win when you're nine points back? And then you might say no to that, which is fine. But you see what I mean. Once you start changing circumstances, you're gonna have to bring everything into account. I just think that latterly, Rangers. Psychologically Became a soft touch I mean To lose At the places That they did uh, And you knew They weren't coming back Now It, it, it the, the difference was Exemplified When uh, Michael Beale Went to Pataudry He's 2-1 down He's into time Added on And he scores His team scored Two goals To win 3-2 uh, That would not have happened Under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Rangers would have lost 2-1 uh, So in, in answer to William's point A very concise answer Would the gap be narrower If Giovanni had been got rid of earlier Yes it would And if my aunt had Yes I understand yes. Yes. Just, I'm just, I'm pre- I'm just preempting William it, and the other Rangers fans will tell you though That well though Michael Beale has done Including this afternoon at Fird Park The next challenge is to show that he can beat Celtic And yet, William It would appear that not everyone Is as optimistic about all aspects of the club That was a that was quite a striking protest today Against Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson um, What do you make of that? Do you agree with the sentiment? Um, it was quite surprising Everybody put the, everybody put the banner up I thought it was just because Due to the, the Union Bears Yeah, I think well, well, the pressure's on them, right? You see your man Wilson, your man Robertson. The pre- see if they don't, see if they keep them right, and they don't, they don't get that some of the recruitment right in the summer. <laughs> the, 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 they're a dead man walking, in my opinion, right? So I, I, I think, I think they need to get it right. I, I think, I think Rangers maybe should go in a different direction. I don't agree with Union Bears banners all the time. I don't. 
they don't, uh, they're not the voice for every Rangers fan in the world, that's for sure, but that's my point in it. It has to be said, it was quite something, Hugh. It was, it yeah. was striking. You, you know, the ca- this game is live in Sky around the world. Everybody saw it. There will be yeah. pictures taken, shared on social media. Michael Beale needs to then answer questions on it afterwards. So I, I do. I think it's unfair on Michael Beale to address the matter of the managing director because that's a mm. that's a, a boardroom. Yeah. Decision That's football management isn't it Because you don't get to ask Stuart Robertson yeah. What he thinks of it But In terms of Ross Wilson If Michael Beale Has a problem with Ross Wilson Then Ross Wilson's under pressure If Michael Beale Doesn't have a problem With Ross Wilson And Declares him to be His man If you like Then I'm very much mm. afraid That the banners, the card protests will, will simply go the, unheeded. But, but the protests went to a new level today, Hugh. This wasn't mm. just the Union Bears in the corner of the Broomland Road stand. This wasn't just a few masked young people outside yeah. of a stadium. This was the full mm. Rangers support in that big stand at Fur Park. They have mobilised themselves to a greater extent than ever before. And you <clears> wonder how big any protest yeah. might be when it's Ibrox for the next game against Indy United. And I get what Hugh's saying, but you know, if you want to affect change, you, you, you keep going. It's all right saying it'll go unheeded. The Rangers fans will then say, oh, is that right? We'll, yeah. we'll watch this. So, Well, that's like any dispute. You know, the, the disputes go on. That There are many of them going on at the moment in everyday life. Uh, you don't need to look very far to find a dispute. But I can't help but feel that if Michael Beale's okay... With Ross Wilson Ross Wilson's okay um, Is that how that relationship's supposed to work though Structurally Well you, listen The TV cameras flashed to Stuart Robertson Before kick off today He was standing with Graham Park I think if Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson Are okay with Graham Park and Douglas Park Then they're okay mm. And there does seem to be Unanimity of thought Among the Rangers board um, There is no suggestion whatsoever that Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson are under mm. any degree of pressure despite all of these protests, escalating protests, What's Gordon. It? So uh, I, I know my, Michael Beale, rightly or wrongly, like all football managers, becomes the public face yeah. of the football club. And they, he has to answer the questions. But the real power base mm. is Douglas and Graham Park. And if they're happy with Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson, mm. then the status quo prevails. Yeah, but for how long? You can't ignore your fan base forever, yeah. Gordon. That guy's... A, Put the money into the club. I'll, I'll be interested. I think William touches on a great point. I think the most important thing for uh, supporters now is recruitment. Uh, Michael Beale and Ross Wilson. Now these guys brought Michael Beale in, so he must know exactly what the plans were, the way they were going to go forward. Had they a working relationship? I thought that was very uncomfortable today for both gentlemen sitting in that stand. It must have been. Um, but the Rangers fans are quite right. If they don't feel their club's going the right direction But it's up to the people that run the club To make the mm. big decisions But going back to William Recruitment in the summer has got to be key for Here's Rangers. what Michael Beale had to say on it Listen, I've always worked well with Ross And he came when I was already in the club The first time round He's influential in bringing me back into the club We work fantastically well every day uh, we're, you know, he, he's a 24-7 football person similar to myself, so our energy is the same. We're off working and looking at players and we, we control the atmosphere, if you like, in, in the training ground. We're the two main figures at the training ground. So 
I understand the fans' frustration. They don't know everything that goes on in the workings of the club, but I understand that they pay their money and they support the club. They pack out every away uh, away attendance, uh, both domestic and in Europe. They pack out every game at Ibrox and they have a right to, um, in the right way, put across their opinion. But I would say since I've come back in, the form of the team's been really good. And so before that, they can be disgruntled, but now we're looking forward and moving forward and, and I would prefer it if we were all on the same page, but at the same time, they're entitled to their opinion. I, I think... Uh, the work going on behind the scenes and towards next season is exciting. It can't all be revealed now, but I would just hope that we can make sure that we're together moving forward. There was the definition of a vested interest in the line where Michael Beale said he, Ross Wilson, was influential in bringing me back to the club. Therefore, Ross Wilson has a friend in mm. Michael Beale yeah, but Michael Beale doesn't decide though I think that's the point Michael Ross Wilson could be Michael Beale's favourite man on planet earth but if the entire fan base was to continue and I'm not saying we're at that stage but I'm saying if was to continue protesting against that then what, how much Michael Beale loves him wouldn't wouldn't be the only factor you would take into account surely it'd be a crazy way to, to run things Michael Beale also said that of course fans are entitled to express their opinion and that he is absolutely correct in that however Michael Beale under Ross Wilson has yet to lose a football match with Rangers uh, in terms of the league he lost a cup final that was their fault on the day um, yes it may rumble on but as Gordon Diel has said if good players are brought in in the summer and Rangers start off the next campaign where Celtic in all probability will be going for three in a row, if they start off with a squad that looks a legitimate threat to Celtic, then I think the protest died out. Would, let, let, let me, uh, hold let on me. just quickly though, Roger, because we're a bit pushed. That would be the case though if this was only about recruitment. I have to assume, I'm not, I'm not part of it, I didn't hold up any banners, I don't have any... Passionate feelings on the matter, but if Stuart Robertson's in, this is not only about no. player recruitment. I, and listen, so I will what, be quick and I'll edit that? down what Michael Bill said. He basically said, "Stick with us, please, because we've got guys coming in in the summer." Yeah, but uh, again, it can't all be about recruitment. If no, they're lumping Stuart no, Robertson, and I no, don't know what no, that's about. I didn't hear the question to Michael Bill. Whether the question was simply about Ross mm-hmm. Wilson, because he seemed to only to. It only seemed to answer about Ross Wilson as opposed to answering about Stuart Robertson. Um, he said the form's been really good. I would say the form's been good. If you lose to Celtic in a League Cup final and fail to beat Celtic at Ibrox, then that's not really good. So William and the other Rangers fans will probably agree with that point. And it all comes down to, can Michael Beale's Rangers, with Ross Wilson, with Stuart Robertson, with whoever you like, can they beat Celtic or can they not beat Celtic? He was full of praise for his captain. Another goal, very close to 100 now, another assist as well. Yeah, I'd say a laugh and joke with him. He should have had the 100 today, you know, his header and uh, maybe a shot on his left foot. But look, for, for a fullback and he get, to get in those attacking positions where he's getting in, he's got to get 70 or 80 yards up the pitch. And I suppose that's what I'm saying. At times, you're going to leave yourself vulnerable to allow Tavernier and Barisic when he's here to get up the pitch. Yilmaz today and... No, he's, he's, um, his contribution's fantastic. You see today a free kick at 1-0 down away from home. He scores and then, what was it, three or four minutes into the second half, a fantastic cross and an assist. So his numbers are fantastic. And, uh, and that's been like that ever since I've known James. I, I agree. Uh, what baffles me in this programme um, sometimes is 
James Tavernier, the captain of Rangers, comes in for a lot of criticism off his own supporters. You hear the manager talking there. His numbers for a full back are exceptional. Um, the minute that free kick was given away today, we looked at each other thinking this could be a problem for Motherwell. It certainly was. So the captain stood up, put the ball in the back in it, brings Rangers back in it. Second half, game's just kicked off, puts in an absolute delightful ball for Sakala to say, right, we're now in control of the game. I know Motherwell come back into it. I think Tavernier has been absolutely brilliant for Rangers and I think he deserves all the credit in the world for it. Lee Johnson's had some very strong opinions that he wanted to share on today's refereeing performance at Celtic Park. You can hear them next. After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025. As always on a Saturday, we're trying to strike that balance, taking your calls, getting your opinions, but hearing some important stuff uh, from managers as well. We're going to give you the thoughts of Ange Postacoglu. I'll tell you what he said on Rio Hatati as well. Um, but Lee Johnson's worth listening to because he is not happy. Remember, Hibbs did get a penalty um, for a shirt pull by Carl Starfelt, but they went down to 10 men. Eli Ewan was sent off for a second booking um, and Celtic got a penalty later on in the match and went on to win. Here were the opinions of Lee Johnson. You have to point fingers at, at the referee's performance. You have to. How on earth can that be a sending off? You know, physically... I thought it was a foul against Ellie Ewan in terms of he's pinned him early, like uh, centre-half sort of pulls him, pushes him. Obviously, he's a strong lad, throws him to the ground. But then the ball, by the time he actually connects with his head, and he does connect with his head, he's blooming like about five foot two. Um, and that's a big player. So it's like he's got his back to goal. He don't know where he is, and he's been out-muscled. Maybe a foul, maybe not a foul. It's definitely not a yellow card. And this is the problem with the VAR, because then it, the, the grey area is, it has to be clear and obvious for them to be able to turn it round. He's just had a really poor performance. It just bugs me, because clubs like us, you know, we need uh, we need all, both teams uh, on point. And today, we was, but they wasn't. I think both penalties are not a penalty, because if that's the case, I want to see... A penalty almost every box entry um, so obviously he was very keen if you like to to look for any contact um, and that's got to be consistent if you look at his position very sort of hunched and, and looking for any type of contact and, and if that's the case I don't mind if that's the case but there's got to be a consistency throughout the league on stuff like that uh, and you'd be giving 100 penalties every match day across the Scottish leagues uh, if both of those penalties are indeed penalties. I'm going to expose you here, Roger Hanna. Not like that, obviously. But as Lee Johnson started, you were kind of nodding in agreement and then I think you went off some of the stuff towards well, the uh, end. Listen, where he said when Frank called in, I thought it was very harsh of Eli Ewan to get the second yellow card. So I have a degree of sympathy on that decision with Lee Johnson. But then he started waffling. Neither of the penalties were penalties. Well, they were Lee. He wants consistency in the box. Well, he got consistency. The referee gave the two penalties. He said he's criticising the referee for being hunched down looking for contact in the box. That's his job. He's supposed to be hunched down looking for fouls in the box. So you started well. A bit like your team, Lee. You started well and faded badly. And just something to clear up, just so that because I wouldn't want us to be responsible. We broadcast that and then it goes out. And this is where I think managers and players need to help themselves. 
Lee Johnson says there You know the grey area Because it needs to be clear and obvious For them to overturn Scotland, England, Italy, Spain, France Holland, Champions League, World Cup, Euros You cannot VAR intervention For a second yellow card like yeah, that Forget men. clear and obvious It's got nothing to do with it So it would help if the people Who hold high positions in the game Wouldn't wouldn't spread that sort of stuff But uh, however That's not to say he doesn't have a case On the, the sending off Was he hard yeah. done by? Uh, yes, he was, and that was the unanimous decision of the three of us standing here in the studio. But how can Carl Starfelt, holding a Hibs player by his jersey, not have considered a penalty kick? It's simply a penalty, and Paul Hanlon gave away a perfectly legitimate penalty for Celtic in the second half. I think that Lee Johnson may have been speaking after he was nine regulation minutes away from getting an amazing draw at Celtic Park and it didn't turn out that way and there was a belated collapse he started well as Roger said and then to use a word that the proclaimers the great Hibs fans might use <laughs> this he was havering <laughs> um, no but to be fair Gordon like on, on the start I don't, let's not you know pick over the details too much and be too unfair because you all agree with that first chunk from Lee Johnson you felt he was incredibly mm-hmm. hard done by you felt Hibs were incredibly hard done by to get the man sent off because we all, we we spent months on this show crediting Celtic. You know how hard it is to go there with eleven men. So with ten's going to make it that bit more difficult. Hundred percent. When you go to Celtic Park and you have a game plan like that, you've got to you've got to ride your luck a little bit. Of course you do. Um, you've got to hope the decisions go for you. I totally agree with the the house manager. I thought it was a real harsh second yellow card, and I'm not just saying that. I would have said that for any player at all. Doesn't matter Hibs, Celtic, Rangers, Marl, whatever. I thought it was the only decision, and I'll give him praise. I thought the referee had a good game. I thought he made some good calls. Uh, but that one, I dispute. I thought it was very harsh yellow card to get sent off with that. Lee Johnson feels so against it, Roger. He thinks it maybe was even a, a free kick to Hibs in the first place before you know before Ellie Ewan gets well, the chance to fall back and, and raise his leg. You feel just looking at it, there was certainly a couple of Hibs players appealing for a foul by Carter Vickers on Yuan. Um I'm not so sure about that. I can I can see why perhaps the foul was given in Celtic's favour. I can't really see why the second yellow card was was flashed. Hmm. Want to hear from Ange Postacoglu? Oh. How does that sound, Hugh Evans? Let's do it. Yeah, look, fair to say it was it was it just felt like a bit of a chaotic game there was a lot going on on and off the field and you know especially first half we just couldn't get any sort of rhythm or fluency and um you know from from our perspective we couldn't really impose ourselves on on the game like we wanted to having said that we created some great chances i mean dave marshall pulled off a couple of great saves with the crossbar but i thought second half we handled it a lot better we stayed calm kept our composure and you know made an impact when we needed to and you know guys coming on um you know helped us uh, Sort of get the get the result. I'm well aware of Lee's uh, feelings. I heard them for 95, 100 minutes, mate. So I can just imagine. But that's fine. He's allowed his he's allowed his assessment of the game. They were decisions made, all of them, like uh, like every decision. So yeah, like I said, for me, it's more about you know the disruption it gives to the game. But that doesn't really excite me that much. But decisions are decisions, mate. Um, and uh, we just got to cop them whether they're good or bad. Like I say, the man's always honest and on the money And uh, he's gently putting Lee Johnson in his place And in a humorous fashion telling us that he'd heard it all while standing on the touchline But I thought his assessment of Celtic A chaotic game No rhythm, no fluency 
But stayed calm And impacted when we needed to That's the day described in a nutshell And it's now the stage of the season, Hugh Where fluency doesn't really matter No The only currency that matters Is the three points at the end of the day And it might have taken them into the last eight or nine minutes But Celtic got the three points The gap stays at nine points We now head for a two-week international break And when we return There's only one game before the derby Celtic are six games away from two in a row If they beat Rangers at Celtic Park on the 8th of April They might not require that many games Uh, We are getting to make your mind up time He used the word calm I said all day need to be patient And I certainly think that Celtic um, had that today in abundance Um, You know it's very easy to panic when you're 11 v 10 you're 1-1, you're 9 minutes away, you're chasing the game, you start to get a little bit edgy because it would have been a real upset, there's no doubt. But they know how to handle that. They know, and I agree with the manager, he mentions it all the time, and I think it's great that he keeps that squad together. He praises the substitutions. They usually come on and make an impact. Uh, on Hatati, he said that he felt a twinge and a couple of weeks off will help with the recovery. That's it So it doesn't sound No no panic Desperate at the moment But also maybe sounds a bit early to know for sure Yeah um, The the great thing about today From Celtic's perspective Is that Had they Had the misfortune to drop anything Under incredible circumstances Playing 10 men for the majority of the match They would have had to live with that For two weeks of the international break And fester But they did not panic, as Ange Postacoglu said, and they impacted the game when they had to. And in O and Haksabanovic, they had two fine goal scorers. And now they can get Hatati ready for Dingwall in a fortnight's time. Aaron Moy will come back. Kyogo had a poor day today by his own incredibly high standards. He will go to get closer to 30 goals. And... The day turned out the way we thought it would. Rangers did survive some poor defending at Fir Park to win 4-2 in the end. Celtic did survive going a goal down to 10 men and impacted the game at the end, as Ange Postacoglu said. So we move closer to the showdown on April 8th. And at the bottom, Roger, not not a, a hugely... Doesn't feel like a significant day yet. Of course, you could point to the the one point gained by Dundee United at some point, and the same for uh, Kilmarnock and yeah, Ross County. Th- you know, they, they made ground in Ross County, but um, still work to be done for them all. I think they'll both see it as a missed opportunity. Kilmarnock and Dundee United both laid at home, both conceded equalisers at home, and in a day when Ross County were losing at Livingston, I think Derek McInnes and Jim Goodwin will wonder the what ifs tonight. Yeah, and I think if, um, you know, as much as you're disappointed, Motherwell fan like us, Gordon, you look at Ross County losing, Kilmarnock, Dundee United only picking up a point, especially after leading, especially after being at home. So it's not been that bad a day for uh, Motherwell, although we lost four. But there's a lot of football, a lot of excitement. I enjoyed this afternoon. I thought we'd get a lot of goals. We got off to a great start at Fir Park and it continued throughout the day. And now it goes on the back burner for a little while, Roger yeah. Hanna. Yeah, still, we can... We'll still have the, the points to talk over early in the week, but onto the international scene. Yeah, we can get excited about Scotland again. Cyprus at Hamden next Saturday afternoon, and then Spain 
coming to Glasgow on the Tuesday night. Um, these are big games, Gordon. I know they've sort of snuck up on us, but they are Euro 2024 qualifiers. And having won a Nations League group, why not? What a day it has been. Six games in the Scottish Premiership and for yet another week it's a two and a half month run the gap at the point the top stays at nine points Rangers did cut it at Fir Park Celtic recovered there were all sorts of VAR offside penalty red card dramas in between but we got to the same outcome that we've been used to over the last couple of months a huge result in the battle for Europe as Aberdeen sweep hearts aside at Pataudry and a fairly interesting intense afternoon at the bottom as well whatever you made of it we get to look back on it all that is the beauty of a Monday night so make sure you join us from 6 o'clock as we pick over all the weekend's biggest talking points thank you for listening thanks to the pundits in here and around the grounds and you know you can properly get your weekend going with Mr George Bowie on the GBX next <laughs>